listening to The Atomic Geeks, a podcast covering movies, TV, comic books, video games, and everything in between. So geeky. All right, and welcome back to another thrilling episode of the Atomic Geeks podcast. My name is Michael DiGiovanni. I'm going to be your host tonight. I am sitting comfortably in Toronto, and I'm drinking a BrewDog Paradox. Now, let's see what other jerkheads we have in the stupid circle. (laughs) that's, That's an easy one to follow up seriously. Well... I'm in the stupid circle. Uh, it's Andrew Bloom here calling in from London as usual, but not usual. I'm actually drinking a beer this week. I'm drinking a malted corpse from uh, Trafalgar Ales and Meads in Oakville. And uh, to steal one of DJ's lines, mm, it's quite tasty. <laughs> Hold on. We got a brew dog paradox, right? And uh, we, got, what we, we got a malted corpse. It's almost Halloween. <laughs> they had some pumpkin jack-o'-lantern ale too but i went with the malted corpse which dj i think you'd like it's dark it's good <laughs> and made with 10 percent real corpse <laughs> <laughs> thanks to the cadavers at the local university uh oh hello internet it's a uh, christian in the shangri-la known as oakville in my basement and i'm clutching a cold bottle of a lonely lumberjack's last resort. A nice bottle of moosehead lager. <laughs> oh, good choice. I thought a lumberjack's last resort was a beaver. <laughs> I would like to think fellatio uh, performed on the moose would be a last resort, if you ask me. I find beavers kind of attractive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, that refreshing silence... Uh, is there because the dark void that is usually Mike Downs, unfortunately, is not with us today as he is away on business. But fear not, Atomic Geek fans. We do have a friend filling in once again, and he's becoming the old faithful, if you would welcome, Mr. Mark Dury. Hi. How are you guys doing? I'm, oh, that's a, that's a, hey, old faithful. I thought, I thought you were going to say Tony Randall. Oh, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm trying, to, uh, I'm trying to watch you guys, and I got my wife creeping down the stairs here in the background, snickering at me. I'm, I'm just down here for a second. Don't ignore me. <laughs> honey, ignore honey, me. I'm, I'm looking at porn. I'm looking at porn. <laughs> I'm not podcasting. Just I'm pretend, not podcasting. Just pretend I'm not even here. And she starts going through the pots and the pans and the cupboard. Ding, <laughs> dong, dong. All of a sudden, picks up a trumpet and starts playing it. <laughs> just ignore me. Didn't they do that in a movie once where the guy's trying to be quiet and he's eating like a Twinkie? And it's like... <laughs> so let's let uh, Dury actually tell us what he's drinking before we get... Oh, no, let's make fun of his wife it. some more. I know. Now I'm just... The whole thing is screwed up now. I'm, I lost all my timing. <laughs> it's all gone. Bring it back, uh, Mark. Bring it back. Uh, you know what? I'm finishing off this 26er of Jameson whiskey. It's. I think I've drank most of it while talking to you guys on podcasts. Today. I, I started, it started it this morning. If I could have my way, I'd be drinking a Pan Galactic Gargle Blaster today, though, in honor of Hitchhiker's Guide. 30 yes. years now. You know what's on? You've co-hosted so much on the Atomic Geeks. You're practically the Joan Rivers of this uh, podcast. <laughs> if we were a university, you'd have an honorary degree. <laughs> nice. No, we appreciate you filling in, Mark. Uh, this is number three. You're well, actually, you're almost like the uh, 
Alec Baldwin covered, of the SNL yeah. hosts. Who haven't I covered for? Then I've covered for everyone but Bloom, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so tonight I'll try and bring that seething cauldron of hatred and malice that is uh, Mike Downs, you know, and I'll just try and sort of fill that void and keep the whole, uh, you know, balance in check. I think Downs is going to love this episode right off the start here. I think that's like the third burn he's already had. Yeah, but we're talking about him, though, for crying out loud. <laughs> well, guys, uh, so before we get into the fantabulous topic, I'm just going to throw out a call to see if there's any geek news. Oh, hello, Internet. It's Christian, and guess what? I've got some geek news. I it's felt- his intro all over again. <laughs> I hope he doesn't tell us about his beer. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a cold article clipped from the Internet. Um, I thought it it should be my turn to uh, friggin' man up on the geek news since I was uh, informed in one of our more recent episodes that basically I had not done it at all. But let me tell you, hot off the press, here is my geek news. Uh, According to uh, the uh, rumor mill over at Entertainment Entertainment Weekly, uh, one of my favorite shows, which was due to premiere its uh, third season in March 2010, could possibly debut at the end of this month. And that show that I'm talking about is known as Chuck, the show that all of my fellow Atomic Geeks said that they would watch after they reviewed the first episode on our Gunpoint Review Sure. No, I gotta say, Christian, uh, like I, I definitely gonna get caught up on Chuck. This is what season three starting. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what is why the change? Because that seems sort of like was the network thinking they weren't gonna bring it back, or well, why all this? Apparently, a ton of their shows are just tanking right now. Uh, are they the ones that they're running? Uh, v is that NBC? Is it? I'm not sure. I don't, you know, okay, well, I didn't want to sort of jump all over you. I'm just wondering if something's underperforming, so they're bringing Chuck in to, to you know, cover well, the there, whole. There, there's a show that I had never even know, I've even heard of called Southland, uh, Southland or something like that. Yeah, yeah that that's was, like that new, uh, is it a cop drama or a, uh, yeah, cop drama. Yeah, with... it had one season, and they basically canceled before it even started the second season. Um, apparently the Jay Leno show is not doing very well either. Oh, it's doing horrible. Why did he make that move? Well, that was also sort of a, a kick in the fucking nuts to Conan O'Brien because it was like, oh, they made such a big fuss for a few weeks. I was, he was getting the keys finally to the to, to the Tonight Show, and then it's like, oh, and by the way, Jay Leno is now going to be on an hour earlier. It's like, well, <laughs> fuck, what the hell? Yeah, like Jay Leno is still out. yeah Jay Leno is still opening for Conan O'Brien. It's a fucking it's awful. Yeah, it's a clumsy way to pass the baton. Well, you know, yeah. what, you know what? I'm wondering if it's because the baby boomers who watch that show are now getting older and have to go to bed earlier, and they're kind of like, "I can't stay up to watch the Leno." <laughs> well, That's my mom. That's well, give my me, mom. give me a break. Who here actually stays up to watch the Tonight Show? Not me, but like, like I'm saying, my mom never watched it, but now she tunes in to see his opening monologue on the Jay Leno show. Oh, really? But I would turns, say, turns it off. See, but I would say. Um, the reason why, right, reason why he might be tanking is people are conditioned to still be watching 
hour-long dramas and you know sitcoms at 10 p.m. 10 p.m. is pretty early to bring on that sort of talk show variety show sort of thing. Like, well, isn't that still considered prime time? Like, I know it's eight, it is. Eight, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, still prime time, isn't it? It, I mean, it has been considering a lot of programs uh, that everyone loves and watches and do well on the ratings are on at 10. I think it's the 8 till 11 block is kind of prime time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because at 10 o'clock, it's always kind of like, you know, uh, Law & Order, friggin' uh, Outer Space, and uh, friggin' uh, the Cop Got Shot show, and all that kind of shit, usually around 10 o'clock. I love that Cop Got Shot show. <laughs> Next week on Cop Got Shot, Bill, <laughs> I've been just, shot! <laughs> So, so Christian, getting back to your geek news for a second, though. So, is that the actual? Re- do you not know the reason why that they're they're kind of rushing the return? Try not. Well, they've already uh, apparently they've already have thirteen episodes filmed, I guess, or something like that. And they may actually order more, but ba- basically, because the ratings all across the board for NBC are down, they're hoping this will kind of like perk things up a bit. I mean, how one show can do that, I have no idea. I thought Christian's response was going to be, listen, I brought you the geek news. I don't have to know anything about it. <laughs> no, I do. I know a lot of stuff about it. I also heard that apparently the first four episodes of the new season are supposed to be fantastic. And, well, that's... New... and the rest are terrible. Yes, the rest are terrible. The rest is... Yeah. <laughs> We're See? painting the bedroom again. Oh, well. <laughs> but that's got... So that's got to be a, uh, a rather encouraging thought though to the way the network views chuck i mean to a fa- for as a fan yeah. of the show it's got to be seen as one of their kind of i, I would hate to say it, crown yeah heavyweights or crown jewels if they're saying oh crap the ratings are in the toilet someone bring out chuck like you know if he's if this show is being considered the savior in a way mm-hmm. well i'm looking forward to a third season there's a new twist on his powers and if you don't watch the show as is already you might know what I'm talking about, but it, it, I, I'm looking very forward to it. I hope the rumors are true. Also, that's still not confirmed. It's I, have, just like, I haven't heard any. Uh, none of my sources have actually uh, confirmed uh, this rumor as of yet, but I've read it across multiple apparently, sources. Apparently in season three, he has the power to jump really high. Oh, oh and is invincible. Oh. I still stand by Dang. my powers. They are awesome. The I, I agree with Deidre, though. I've, da- I've downloaded... Uh, or I mean, I bought the DVD for Chuck, <clears throat> and I still haven't gotten past episode one because I, there's so many, I, so many things I've been downloading and going. Okay, I'll put this in the queue. I'll put this in the queue, and it's just back there. I've gotten through Burn Notice now, which is good. It's not like an awesome show. I really like it, but it's sort of formulaic. Um, but now that I'm through that, I think Chuck is getting. Well, a you're, you're, for, you're through the first season of Burn Notice. Second, first and second. Wow, so you like Downs better than me. Um, well, I, he just he yells at me more, so I thought maybe I'd try and suck up. Mark, that's, well, your, right. curate, that's your cue to yell at uh, uh, Andrew. It's your job. Yes. Yeah, you fucking jerk. <laughs> I think he nailed it. Say something about Twilight. Um, uh, is is that it for your uh, for your geek news, Christian? Yes, my geek news segment is now over. Continue with the program. <laughs> you need a musical sting there. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, so, uh, Christian, thank you for the first ever Geek News contribution. Uh, I thought I thought you did a great job, and hopefully we'll hear from you again in the future. But let's get now into tonight's incredible topic. And to put it mildly, the Atomic Geeks are moving. More specifically, we have to leave London, Toronto, and Oakville 
and not necessarily Halifax because now Mike's not here. But we have to we we need to leave these locations and get to a whole new home. You might ask why, so let me tell you. You see, there was a race of evil alien podcasters from a dying planet who were so jealous and hate-filled of the Atomic Geeks podcast, they felt so inferior to its greatness that they decided to unleash a horrible virus on the planet Earth. Now, they ended up, the virus ended up wiping out the entire population of the Earth, except for those with the Atomic Geek gene, which would be <laughs> myself, Christian, Andrew, and thankfully our honorary member, Mark Dury. Downs is dead now. <laughs> no, but, he's, he's a business in outer space. I'm going to call my wife back down to the basement here so she can come. <laughs> but when these alien evil podcasters found out that we survived the virus, they then were ready to unleash their negabomb. So... Desperately, we knew we had to flee Earth. Thankfully, Mike Downs had meticulously built a replica of Stargate after watching endless hours of that shitty TV show. <laughs> hey, man, I'm don't just... make fun of that show's awesome <laughs> show. Fuck you, fuck you, DJ. Fuck you, guys. You never watch one episode. How can you say that? No, I'm just kidding. To all these Stargate fans out there, it must be fantastic. Uh, <laughs> you but and thankful... Downs. <laughs> But thankfully, thanks to this Stargate or transporter-like device, the four atomic geeks have a chance to flee this dying Earth. But we now must make a decision where we can go. And, those, and our choices are any fictitious city or planet that has been presented in either movies, TVs, or literature. So now what we've done is we've been tasked with figuring out where we think each of us would most comfortably fit what new environment, and also we must we must also define what place we most definitely would not want to go. So mm. let's now, if everyone gets it, you've got our we've got our Stargate warmed up. I'm going to throw this so, out now. Hold on a second. I have questions though. Yes. <laughs> never ever not questions. Eh? Any any fictional universe anywhere, like any. Format, TV, movie, radio, serial, yes. soundtrack, and any city, or, box. any city <laughs> or plant planet described in a to your point any sort of popular media, TV, film, comic book, cartoon, etc. But when you go into your explanation of where you want to go and where you most definitely don't want to go, make sure you reference the place, the name, and what piece of media that this was uh, presented in. You can't just go, uh, there was this uh, Buffy where they went to this place and there was a bunch of girls in it. It was cool. I want to go there. He's imitating you. I know. He's totally talking. I think he's talking to you. All right. Does that make sense there, Christian? So, like, could we say garbage pail kids, wherever they're from, that's where I want to be? Yes. That would be a terrible story. It'd be awful, but you'd if hopefully you've done a little bit of research and actually figured out where the garbage bale kids are from. But that would work. Yes, it's basically any fictitious setting that has been created, and a city, can, planet, and we can like reimagine our own roles in that universe as well. 
It's you, man. It's you going there. You're not going to become somebody there. It's like you going because you think, hey, man, I could make a good go of it and really make a home of it. That place suits me. Excellent. Okay? Okay. So that's it. So the Stargate is or transporter device is all warmed up. So I'm let's figure out first where we most definitely would want to go. And I'm going to throw this out first to our guest Mark Dury. So Mark, you're the first one at the at the control panel. Where are you going? I think I will go to um, Parallel Earth, as described in the comic book uh, series. Why the last man? Oh, oh. Where it's, where it's, all the ladies and you. Yeah, and all I got to do is kill that York douche, and uh, I'll be the last man. And then I'll just, uh, I'll just nap and basically withdraw from society. You know, <laughs> you're surrounded by women, and you're going to nap. That's yeah, they won't see me. I'll just be sort of rumored about. Don't you think you would do better if you were the second last man alive? Because you know how when you read the comic book, like they're all out to get him, and they're like, he has all these problems because, oh, my God, it's the last man. Let's kill him or let's do this. If you're like, dude, there's another man, they'd be like, okay, well, now the, the ratio is just really good. Yeah. Maybe we should explain the premise of the comic book in case there's somebody who hasn't read it, though. So, Yeah, someone should do that. Well, it, sounds like, it, <laughs> it sounds like Bloom hasn't read it. Well, in the series Why the Last Man, published by Vertigo Comics, uh, written by Brian K. Vaughn, a, uh, a virus not quite unlike the one unleashed by the e- evil alien podcasters, uh, <laughs> wipes out every man, so everyone with a Y chromosome on the planet. So, And then there's one uh, guy that basically survives this calamity and is lived, it lives in, on a planet now with only women. So it's kind of, it's a, it's basically his journey and understanding, you know, what a world like would run by women would be like. But that's pretty much the setting. It is, uh, uh you kind of missed the main point though. He what? has a pet monkey. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> that's kind of the whole reason, Deidre. So I know you, you guys are really fixated on the whole, planet of women thing but york has a pretty cool monkey that's that's the whole reason wouldn't you just go to the planet of monkeys that's too many monkeys. or monkey island but here's a question dury you'd kill york but would you keep the monkey alive would you kill ampersand as well which is the name of the monkey i definitely keep the monkey okay you know what i found interesting in your 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 rational because on when you set it up i was like this is a good choice whole bunch of babes. I know some of them are a bit crazy in this society. There's a bunch of Amazons and, you know, girls with political agendas. But nonetheless, it's an <laughs> wow, entire... It's so fun- <laughs> but that's true. It's kind of just like now. Sounds like best- my house. <laughs> <laughs> but the best thing is, you go, I'm just going to go into seclusion and rest. <laughs> so really what you're saying is, you you are just a meek man that doesn't like other guys around, is what you're saying. You don't give a shit that there's all women around. You just want to be left alone from guys. No, no. It, I, I would miss having the guys around, for sure. I would so- just enjoy kind of... Quiet time, being in demand and just denying it. Well, see, that was, oh, that, that's what I was going to bring up. Is that way? So uh, basically, you're assuming that when you're when you're when hey, pop, Mark Dury pops on this road. Hello, ladies, gold chains and sunglasses and pimp hat on. That's going to be in all. It's going to be like uh, weeks and weeks of sexual orgies. Yeah, no, he's and saying he would deny them. Just instead, to- I'm going to say, hmm, nah, I got a headache. <laughs> 
It's <laughs> never in there. I don't really like you that way. You know? It's payback. He'll just say to every girl, oh, I, we, I'd like to be your friend, but oh, yeah. that's the only way I see you. <laughs> you're like a sister. Dory's got some issues, some so you're, up so high school issues. So you're going to this, 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 the, the why the last man world to be a big cock tease, so to speak. <laughs> Explicit tag earned. Well, you're going to get your rocks off with some girls. It's just that you're going to make a beg no. for it a little bit. He's just going to masturbate all the time. <laughs> hey, ladies, About- check this out. <laughs> I didn't even and want for- to do that. Masturbate and throw it at the monkey. <laughs> I, well, you better, you gotta you gotta watch your step though, because I think it's only a matter of time before you become too much of a cock tease, and they they start hooking you up to that friggin' milking machine. <laughs> yeah, well, I I try that. Okay. <laughs> I don't have to pay for it, do I? <laughs> It'd be like Let a gi- s- giant metal diaper with a hose attached to it. <laughs> so why? Why would? Why would? Dury, why would you pick that instead of picking like a planet that's void of all life? <laughs> so well, this one. Relax. Well, because this one has the advantage of denying all you guys taking part in it as well. Uh, oh, so no, I, kinda... got a, I got a. I got a question, Djavani. Uh, do we all go together as a team because we all survived, or is it just that's where Dury's going? I'm going somewhere else. No, Dury, that's just where Dury's going. See it's one person per place. Oh, that's a so what you're place. saying is your ego, you just want to go there to satisfy an ego that you can turn down. You'll have all these women that are going to want you, but you can turn them down for eternity, yes. basically. That's rather awesome. And, no, uh, and humanity will die out because of it. <laughs> wow! So nice, so bitter. <laughs> well, maybe you could just, or you'd wait until there's just like a couple of people left. You just let them all suffer, and they'd be like, "All right, let's." Do all right, it. now. Oh, you're in menopause. Damn, we should have done this sooner. <laughs> but you know, you could always just have the, and like you would never have to commit. You could just sleep with anybody you wanted. You could always just go. I'll take the younger one. I'll take that 25 year old. You're 78. <laughs> You're the Hugh Hefner of this world, basically. It's like being Mormon. Oh, I know. Like when they have no options, like you don't have to wash your ass for months, and the girls aren't going to say anything, man. That you could walk a huge around. Bonus. Make- That's a huge bonus. <laughs> <laughs> but could you imagine? Could you imagine if you were the only guy on the planet and someone turns you down? It'd be like, well, what's your excuse? That would, <laughs> like, that, that would be my luck. Hey, so uh, you want to catch a movie? Uh, no. Gotta wash mm. my hair. I'm so uh, busy. So, so I would not let that happen. So you're the last man. Oh, yep. Hey, uh, I have other plans. I uh, hear uh, lesbianism is popular. I'm gonna talk to you later. <laughs> so you that would a make a pretty good. That would make a pretty good TV show, eh? Like where it was like the, the last man on the planet and he completely strikes out. He's like fucking boner from one of those to, uh, 80s comics. It would be Larry Larry David or whatever, the creator of Seinfeld. He would be the perfect man for that. No, I think that Andy Richter would be perfect <laughs> for that one. Ricky Gervais yeah. would be much better. I'm sorry, you're just you're much too pudgy and stub-nosed. <laughs> Round. Or what about, or what about the guy... Loud. What about Booger from uh, from the Revenge of the Nerds? He might be good at it. <laughs> He's due for a revival, I think. <laughs> that's his comeback, baby. Well, Jerry, that's a, call him. That's a that's a pretty good start, man. I gotta say, and your uh, the rationale was 
quite insightful. I'm just going to say, <laughs> a little uh, too much, maybe, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you 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 cement your reputation as the biggest fucking cock tease of all freaking all time in space. But wouldn't it wouldn't days. it be reverse? Wouldn't it be a vag tease? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, yeah. It'd be something like that. He's not teasing any cocks while he's there. Well, that's that's true. Except for that monkey. <laughs> nope, just one planet of quivering vaginas. Oh my lord. <laughs> All day, you, know, you know what? You used, Mark <laughs> you used up that explicit tag way too early. Yeah, that one was much better. Can yes. I go back? No. Explicit tag. All right, Christian. Uh, why don't you tell us where you are journeying to? Well, when, when you brought up this topic, I said to myself, I was trying to think of uh, some really uh, super fantastic, clever uh, ideas. Uh, to uh, go and places to go, but you know what it came down to. It, 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 it maybe came down to more of a choice because honestly, if I was going to go and exist in, an, in a fictional universe, it's got to be uh, between the choice of one universe or another. And I think those choices are are, are as obvious as you think. It's either going to be I'm going either going to live in the Marvel universe or I'm going to live in the DC universe. And after some good long uh, thinking about it, uh, I think. I think I would try to make a go of it in the DC universe, but not the DC universe now. Maybe like the DC universe like ten years ago when it wasn't so hard edged and friggin' bloody merciless like it is now. And I would probably live in Metropolis. <laughs> so you're so are you saying like Silver Age or Golden Age? No, no, not that far. Like I would say kind of almost like late eighties, early nineties, I guess. So like when Superman when was... had had long hair. But is dude, that that's when all the bad to? shit. That was all when all the fucking darkness was happening. Batman was getting his back broke. Superman was dying. Fucking uh, Watchmen was rewriting comic history. That's when it was all... I thought if you wanted to be in the happy-go-lucky times, you should go back in the 60s or 70s. No, I think the, I think uh, I would think the, maybe the then the, maybe the late 70s, early 80s, because you go too far back in the Silver Age, and that's when it gets kind of fucking ridiculous, you know, where friggin' Superman's, like, pretending he's a British DJ or an Indian chief or some shit like that. I want to keep it somewhat <laughs> on the serious tip. You want, well, like, yeah. the Shaquille O'Neal era, the DC. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but what's the, 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 the weird thing is, though, Christian, it's like, here you are, you're in the DC Universe, and you're Christian Nielsen. Yes, you're tall and have the ability to speak in a deep voice, but what are you doing in the, in the, in the DC Universe? Are you going to work at a print shop? <laughs> well, I, I'm realistic about this because I've, I've thought about this. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, first of all, I have all this inside information on all these heroes. So, so one way or another, I think I would uh, try and elevate myself to be the kind of like the, the, new, the new snapper car of the DC Universe, because I know all this inside info on the friggin' heroes, so I would slowly befriend each one and kind of get in good with all of them. So you're going to try to basically become the mascot of the Justice League, is what yes. you're trying to say. I don't want to fight crime, I don't want to friggin' save people, I just want to be the guy going, sitting around the Justice League, you know, the the, uh, the Justice League headquarters, raiding their fridge, sitting there going, hey! Oh, it's Christian again. <laughs> Superman, how's it going? Who gave, who gave him a key? He's always in here eating our sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember the? Do you remember the Super Friends cartoon? And there was that dog and the girl and the guy. Wendy and Marvin and Wonder. Yeah, you kind of you, you want to be Marvin, man. You actually even kind of look like Marvin now that I think about it. Yes. He wants to be the dog. Yes, I, wa- <laughs> I want to be. I want to be Marvin. I, I understand wanting to be in the DC universe to be Superman or to be Batman. 
Well, if, or I, can't, to, if I can't be a superhero, at least uh, the best thing I can get is actually see some for crying out loud. Actually, it would be kind of cool. You could have, like, a Batman t-shirt, and he could walk up and be like, hey, yeah, that's me, and sign it. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, and then punch you. Well, you know what? And the way the thing about it, too, is like, yeah, you'd get to be exposed to the superheroes. And then, you know, there's two sort of mindsets here. Is one, you live in Metropolis. You like to think you're going to be pretty safe because you got Superman living there. But then, you, number two, there's a whole lot of fucking, like, creatures and villains attacking every other goddamn afternoon. Like, you, you're driving to work, Chris. It might be a bit hectic, okay? Because... Can you know, imagine, could, call, calling into the office might be a lot easier, though. Sorry, I can't make it. There's a huge cyclops attacking my car. Yeah, I can't, I can't make it into work today because apparently the sun is going to die. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> just to be clear here, then you would be in Metropolis, allying yourself with the do-gooders. Yes, you wouldn't like sidle up to Lex Luthor and say, "I got some secrets for you." Oh yeah, but you know what? All every fucking Kryptonite. asshole who tries to do that kind of shit always gets like. Putting like you know, giving a cigar and their face blows up or thrown into an acid bath. You know what I mean? Is you're just mm. asking for trouble? Yeah, it's not going to end well that way. Like for sure, yeah. you might have a good, you might have a good run. There might be a few good weeks where you're in at some crazy parties and whatnot, but it's going to end bad. You know that you'll get banished to the negative zone or something like that. You know, the, yeah. the one thing too, though, like I know there's a lot of bad guys running around and things getting blown up, but there's a chance that. You could have some crazy experiment like explode in your face, and all of a sudden you're the Flash. That's <laughs> like, true. So you know, physics don't really exist there in the DC. Actually, universe. You know, that's you a pretty could, good point. You know, if, if there's anything as a sideline, as a hobby, I could try to recreate some of the origins of my favorite friggin' superheroes. You know, <laughs> that's true. And if and if you get drunk enough, perhaps you might you could attempt to steal Wonder Woman's fucking invisible jet. Yeah, or I get. <laughs> Or I could get, get drunk enough and show that I have no fear and become part of the Green Lantern Corps. But oh, I'm not afraid of nobody. Give me one of them goddamn rings. <laughs> yes, that's going to happen. I think you'd be more suited to the, uh, like, a Hanna-Barbera world. You know, like the wacky races sort of. Uh... <laughs> you know, See, that, yeah, that seems, that seems <laughs> more suited to you, Mutley. Man. Uh, yeah, so is that what I am to you? I'm some kind of cartoon for crazy sakes. <laughs> well, you do need a sidekick, but yeah, you'd be okay. Well, like yeah, yeah but I I could see that actually. Give Christian sort of some sort of jalopy and maybe a uh, little bird uh, like or bird or beaver as a sidekick, and you could he be in the wacky like races. Yeah. He does love the beaver. He'd be crazy Canadian, and he would drive around all the time talking with his tiny little helmet on. That's right, and I, and I have a hat that I could pull out anything I needed. That's so going to be are one you, big hat. Are you changing your? Uh, you're not changing your choice. No, no, going no. I'm not changing. It. No, no, no. Now, here, here's a question, Christian: Is the Metropolis that you see? Does it look like Kurt Swan's uh, Metropolis? I don't know. Do you know who Kurt Swan is? Apparently, DJ's just laughing to himself. <laughs> What do you Everyone else is like, what? I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about. He's the famous Superman artist of like the late 80s, dude. Kurt Swan. Yes, yeah, so of course it would look like that. That oh, Kurt Swan, yeah. <laughs> what, the, all the streamlined, friggin' uh, uh, fancy futuristic buildings? Yes. Yes, it would look like that. I don't Here know. I was thinking, well, Christian calls himself a com- oh, That went it. nowhere. Christian, I thought you were a comic book fan. All right, you're out. Not he, just reads the, he just reads them. He doesn't look at them. Is you're out the, the podcast. Fan. Is he the guy that does Batman's cape? 
All right, Bloom. So let's. Uh, I don't. You got a couple uh, tough acts to follow there. Where are you heading? I'd like to live in Hollywood. No. Um, <laughs> for me, the, I'm going to set the crappy Star Stargate thing to um, Stardate three four one seven point three. I'm going to be landing on a planet called Omicron SETI three, where a Federation colony has been placed for several years. Nice. Um, there's a an episode of Star Trek called This Side of Paradise that originally aired in uh, in 1967 from the original Star Trek. And I don't know if you guys remember this or if you watched the original Star Trek, but on this planet, um, they, they came to investigate because these guys were thought to be dead. This, these guys were, you know, the planet was hit with all this radiation. They were thought to be dead. The Star, Star Trek dudes show up. Captain Kirk, everyone gets there, and to much their, to their surprise, they're not only alive, but they're doing really well, and everybody's really super happy, like they're stoned. And uh, this is that that episode that you know the flower sprays that those spores in the people's face. Am I hitting any uh, chords is, with anyone here? Is this the episode where the the one guy who's half black and half white fights the other guy that's half black and half white? No. Oh, okay. No. no this, this is, is the one that's... that replicate. No, not that one. This is the one where Spock falls in love. The, apparently, on, on years before he got onto uh, the ship, he was in love with this girl on Earth, or dated this girl called Leela. She's on this thing. She's part of the Federation. Anyways, he gets there. He gets sprayed in the face by these flowers that make him eternally blissful. And all of a sudden, you see sort of the warm side of Spock, like he's he's in love with a girl, but and you know doesn't have a care in the world, and he's happy, and everybody's super happy. And then all of a sudden, the whole ship gets taken over by these flowers and plants, and then everybody on it, except for Kirk, of course, um, becomes retardedly blissful, kind of like they're all stoned, right? Whereas he's just everyone, like that all the time, so he's he's fine. yeah. So everyone's <laughs> everyone's going to the planet, everyone's having sex with everybody, everybody's happy. Everything like that. Of course, in the episode, Captain Kirk discovers that if you make somebody really angry, that it wears this wears off, and then he gets everybody back onto the ship. That you know, party pooper that he is. Um, I think I would just send myself there. You'd excel in that role. I would. I would sit back. I'd get sprayed in the face with this <laughs> toxic flower, and I would just be. <laughs> Happy is all anything. Like, That's the only reason you want to go to this planet, let's be honest. <laughs> is to get sprayed, is to be oh. on camera, to get all the spores thrown Again, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking of this wrong. I thought you wanted to go there to ruin it for everybody, to mm. make everyone angry and bring them out of it. No, he wants no, to go I, there to I, fall I, in I, love like, with Spock. That's what he's saying. Yes, yes. Well, the, the funny part was, and part of, the, part of the reason, I remember it, and I remember it a little bit differently than how I've read it, but I remember there was that one episode where... Star Trek people all show up. Like and the, fan fiction or? Huh? <laughs> Shut it. Where uh, they all show up and like, like all the girls are just like ready to get it on. They're all super good looking and stuff like that. Now, I'm going to throw out to Tired Canadian, one of our fans that write on the Atomic Geeks, and say, if you know that episode and I've got this one wrong and there is actually a Star Trek episode where all the ladies like to do the loving, then send it in. But this one is the episode where at the end, you know, they're they're ready to leave and it's at the end of the episode and and uh, Spock they're basically Spock comments on his experiences and says, For the first time in my life I was happy. 
I have a question about Vulcan. Because, like, Spock is half Vulcan and half human, right? That is correct, sir. So, like, like, so I understand that he's basically embracing his, his Vulcan side to the nth degree, so to speak. But there are Vulcans out there who are like totally embracing, like overachieving and embracing their human side and being like happy going well, no, because most Vulcans, most Vulcans are Vulcans, right? Vulcans don't generally reproduce but, with humans. No, but Spock just happens to be a, someone who did. No, but my point is, but he's half Vulcan, though, right? Yes. yes. So, okay, but isn't there a Vulcan out there who's half human, half Vulcan? So instead of embracing his Vulcan side, is embracing his human side. I think no. there. I think there. I don't think there's... There might have been an episode where a woman um, was like that, but I think I. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think not. Spock was sort of a rarity that, in the sense that he wasn't a pure blood. I think. So I think most of them were just a hundred percent Vulcan, right? Yeah, it was kind of a taboo. Um, you know, uh, for a Vulcan to to mate with a human and to have offspring, just like you know, uh, I'm not even going to make a comment because I'm sure I'll offend somebody. But um, it wasn't it wasn't allowed. So I think Spock was like one of those oddities. Yes. So ba- Andrew, basically, <laughs> you want considering that uh, comment? I can't believe that. I can't believe that there's just only one friggin' human Vulcan hybrid for crying out loud. There's got to be more out there somewhere. Two. Two, and, one, and one of this guy, his name is friggin' Shecky, and he's friggin' embracing his human side too much, and he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and causing, causing trouble all over the universe. Yes, he was actually part of the Three Stooges. That's who Mo was. Anyway, sorry <laughs> to uh, go off on that tangent. Sorry, Christian, that tangent was a Kurt Swan moment, so you might want to move on. Uh, so, Bloom, uh, basically where you want to go when you sum this up is you want to go to some place where you get this euphoric feeling and everyone is all blissful and happy and ha- fall in love, you could have just gone to Ibiza. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> it's about to be blown up, so I had to pick somewhere. Oh, and I don't even think they need to eat on this planet. Like, I think they just flower it up and live away. Nice. And, you know, the funny, the one thing is they made a comment where this guy who had had, like, his appendix removed, it had grown back completely and he was okay. So it sounds to me like you could live there a long time and be very happy. But, you, but you're also dependent. You're hooked on the flowers is what you're saying. So basically I want to move, go somewhere to become a drug addict. Yes. That's, <laughs> the underlying theme here is you need some sort of substance to make you all happy. That's right. You're looking for a narcotic that makes you happy and can grow your appendix back. And yes. will also shoot will shoot a substance in your face. I would even if I don't need it, I would just have it sprayed in my face for the for the sheer jokes. <laughs> I would make that joke all the time. Makeup, <laughs> Andrew, you've you've had enough. One more time. <laughs> no one, on no one would. But no one would tell him he's had enough. They'd say, "Hilarious, do it again." That's awesome. <laughs> and, yeah, and this would go on, on the planet. Everyone on the planet sounds like Christopher Lloyd. And this would go on for hours. <laughs> do it. Yeah. I thought well, you were going to say the Harry Potter universe or Twilight for sure. <laughs> so I'm proud of you for going there. Yeah, that one was uh, that one was rather obscure. But you know, you did mention that everyone would sound like Christopher Lloyd. So I'm going to take that perfect segue to get to where I'm heading off to, nice. and that's where and where I'm going is Hill Valley, circa 2015. This is the uh, future that was presented in the film Back to the Future 2. This is uh, when Marty McFly and Doc Brown had to go into the future to, of Hill Valley to fix a problem with his children. 
And if you remember Hill Valley in the future, this was pr- probably the most non, <laughs> non-dystopian future ever presented in films. It was fucking pretty fucking awesome. They had flying cars. They had uh, precise the hoverboards they had precise weather they had size adjusting clothing they had those hollow max theaters that was like the giant fucking shark comes out and chomped on them it <laughs> this fucking place was that was awesome it was pretty day glow and happy and but it just this was like everything that you wanted in the future was here there's fucking robots serving you at fucking cafes Robot this place park. was perfect that's free that's free wireless that's everywhere and- and you have to think too. Um, Marty McFly's mother had really big fake boobs, so it, it made it even better. No, she had big fake boobs back in the parallel 1955. You're wrong. No, she yes, did in the, not. no. I'm sorry. In the 1985, remember because Biff took the DeLorean and went back. So when they went back to 85, everything was fucked up. I thought he went to the future, and that's where. Um, no, 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 no. Had stolen that thing, and he had all that money and the sports big, almanac. huge. Oh, yeah, no, he, yeah. he, he, he was back in '85, but he was the big friggin'. He owned the town. He had the big oh. casino and all that kind of stuff. It was, yeah, well, her, her, her boobs. Yeah, her mom had the huge. His mom had the huge boobs in '85. That parallel oh. version, but in okay. 2015, remember they could just like. Uh, put little pellets in, and then it would make giant fucking pizzas. And like they had those, like they could, uh, you know, go over to their kitchen table and program something, and it would bring down all the fucking fruit and pop. I need, I need, to, I need to watch these movies again. Because so it's really about the convenience for you. Yes. Oh yes. And I just, Andrew, on your point, I love the Back to the Future movies. Uh, I gotta say, I, like they are the most joined together. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Movies that, like, they just, they have such a flow to them, and they don't miss a, a beat, and they all tie together so well, all three of the movies. Well, you know what they created in those films was they probably did one of the tightest continuities in any sort of three, in a trilogy. That's and I know movie. a lot of people are going to, uh, you know, kill me for that. But when you really think about it, they showed Hill Valley and all the supporting characters, the mayors and all those people, like, you know, the principal at the school, they showed them in so many different iterations where they showed them in 55, back in the old West, back at how the town was always constantly evolving and changing and, you know, and how it was growing and whatnot. Like it was very clever how they used actors and the and actually created an identity of the town Hill Valley throughout that entire trilogy. So it was very smart. And I gotta say, obviously, Back to the Future One was the most successful and probably the one that most people remember. But Back to the Future Two is probably one of the most underrated sequels ever. Now I understand Back to the Future Three got a little a little cheese ball, but Back to the Future Two is pretty fucking ambitious given what they did in that film. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's uh, the whole thing is such a cohesive trilogy. I mean, oh, mm-hmm. how how can you not love it? And who doesn't think, love uh, of Mary Steenburgen either? Come on. <laughs> How long do you remember the? Do you remember the shoes that he had in uh, in in Future Hill Valley there, the Nike? Yeah, yeah. I think they're actually making those this year. They're called like they're called McFlies. They're like a no. They're going to be like a special import only thing. And they would tie their tie themselves. What did they do? I don't know. it's uh, yeah, it, it's kind of hard to explain. They were they're, they're like they didn't have laces. They kind of like 
suction themselves. Almost. Yeah, suction yeah. themselves to you. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they've got uh, that same style is actually going to be in a limited run what, by Nike. What, didn't, and didn't everybody in the future have like like basically those sun visors on their friggin' hats all over the place as well? Yeah. And the thing that's, that's cool too, you remember? Ah, oh, that's what I remember. They had those. Don't you remember too? They had like the self-cleaning clothes as well, because Marty gets all like wet or something, or and, and it like blow dries while it's on him and stuff. Like it's really, really neat. Like I, this is perfect. Me, I spill on fucking everything. All right, <laughs> and it's like so. It's this. This is just like the ideal environment for me, and I can't. And it doesn't look like crime is rampant as long as we don't, you know, get into a tussle with Biff and his gang. But uh, it just was. It just. It seems to have all of the amenities of the ideal future that you want to that you wanted and you dreamed about, sort of almost in the Jetsons, if you will. But then again, I could have gone to the Jetsons future. But well, I mean, like growing be. up, though, like how how old were we when that movie came out? I mean, pretty young and impressionable still, and it seemed like the promise of the future. Like just got to stay alive till 2015 or whatever and we'll have that <laughs> i see that's I that i can wait it out i'll have my hoverboard it'll be great and it, yeah like the way that they way that they showed it too almost looked like it was far-fetched but not so far-fetched that it could actually come you know what i mean like the like the, the hoverboard i remember every goddamn kid wanted one of those and i still remember there was this Urban legend, another one of those fucking things where people said, you know those uh, the hoverboards that Marty used in Back to the Future 2? They have those. They just haven't released them yet. Have you ever heard anyone say that? I think I've heard Down say that on this very show I think for it, crying out loud. Yeah, man. Like, I believe there, there are people that swear by that, that they say... Yeah, they've they've created them. Those are possible. They just have not been able to patent them and be able to release them. And I'm like... Wait a minute. Back to the Future Two yeah. was made in like fucking 1984. I'm I'm pretty sure they didn't have that technology. <laughs> if, they, if if hoverboards existed, they would be the biggest selling thing since a penis enlarger. For crying out loud, it'd be, it'd be <laughs> like, it, it would sell like hotcakes. For crying out loud. Okay, you're, you're talking about penises and hotcakes together. Which sells better? Mm, depends on the size of your penis, I guess. <laughs> Let's just say I like hotcakes. <laughs> I love it. Lots of syrup. Here, here's a question. Why do we compare everything that's so well-selling hot to hotcakes? i got to be honest with you guys. If hotcakes are so great a business proposition, why do we not see hotcake stores every fucking where? What, what is that? Is that the question is, that, has any of us ever had a stack of hotcakes? Don't they come in a can? <laughs> and don't you hate those airline peanuts? They're awful. <laughs> All right. Well, Christian wanted to shoot that joke down, so I guess that's our cue. We were just about to start with the hotcakes. <laughs> oh wait. Okay. Hold on. Why are we so comfortable calling them hotcakes? We never use the hot word hotcakes in any of. War- yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Good one. I let it that one out. Yep. You Kurt Swan that one. Let me tell you. All right. So okay, guys. Now we've picked all of our destinations where the Atomic Geeks are going to relocate. But let's just now go through the group here and say. What is the one spot that you most definitely do not want to land at? Like, you want to make sure that the Stargate does not fucking send you to. So I'm going to start with Dury. Where is the one place you want to avoid? Okay, um, I'm going to stick with comics here. And uh, I'm going to say The Walking Dead, which is the... uh, It's kind of like Why the Last Man, I guess, except... uh, 
90% of the world's population has been turned into zombies. And uh, the comic just sort of follows the survivors as they sort of seek safety and shelter at, like, penitentiaries and, you know, fortress towns and things like that. And it's just incredibly grim. And there's just no infrastructure left at all. It's really quite depressing. And who wants to be a fucking zombie cock tease, let me tell you. <laughs> hey, zombie, here's my neck. Don't you want some of my brains? Can't have it. You can't have it. <laughs> no, maybe tomorrow. Look, I cut myself shaving. You can't have it. That's right. Like walking around, rubbing your head, dragging your leg. Oh, I can't move. Oh, I'm walking so slow with this big brain. Oh, my brain is so full of juicy thoughts. Oh, <laughs> oh it itches and itches. I wish someone would scratch it and bite. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be the worst thing, though, to be a zombie? Like, do you think they always show, like, everybody else running away? Couldn't it be funny to have a show that was actually from the zombie's perspective? Why do I want to eat that guy's brain so bad? They, this is the dumbest thing a, ever. They probably have a very rich inner life, actually. Yes. Just, they're misunderstood. You see zombies at home? Yeah. <laughs> the unseen world of the zombie, sitting in the chair, staring at a wall, dreaming about love. Reading. <laughs> Have you, ever, weekly. Mm-hmm. have you ever seen, uh, actually, on funnierdie.com, there's an actual little, a short little video series starring Ed Burns. That's the guy from The Hangover, and he's also on The Office. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. He actually does a, a short little video, like, comedy segment called American Zombie. Which is from Bloom to exactly to your point, where it's about the firm, the perspective of a zombie. But this is a zombie who's trying to change all the stereotypes and cliches of zombies. It's very funny. He's like, I, you know, I, I eat brains, but I don't eat them all the time. I like to have a tuna sandwich occasionally. Like, <laughs> like it's pretty funny if you haven't checked that out. It's on funnierdie.com. But, you know, Dury, that's a. Uh, you know, as far as places you want to avoid, zombie-infested country, uh, countrysides, not an ideal place to spend a Sunday afternoon, let me tell you. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about about my choice there. Uh, I'd, <laughs> I'd want to avoid that. But there is one thing that happens in, a, in a, an environment like that, because as per the comic book series, there are, there are some humans left. So you going there, you're going to run into hopefully a pack of some humans. It, you might get yourself some, some like, apocalypse sex. You know what I mean? Like, some women thinking the world's dying. He would, he would hold out for oh, sure. Yeah, I, ain't, I ain't giving that. Well, I hear that's the best sex. Is the it's better than the conjugal world. visits, I've heard. <laughs> I hear world it's, better, is ending. it's better than breakup sex. It is, man. World's ending. You might get your brain eaten by a zombie. Let's do it right now, baby. Like, that's the best fucking type of sex going. Except for the only problem with that sex is you'd be having sex, and both of you would be looking around constantly trying to see if zombies were coming to eat you. Come what on, let's do, it. let's do this quick. Let's do, what was that? Did you hear something? Did you say, did you hear? Okay. What was going. that? Wait. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, it'd basically have to be, like, locked in some kind of, like, steel container shipping box before I'd feel safe. Yeah. <laughs> both of you wearing steel collars on your head. You guys are painting such an erotic picture right now. <laughs> you, you both let's have get in like a steel tanker. Put that collar on. All right, let's do this. You both have like those steel colanders on your head, like wearing those things. <laughs> <laughs> like oven mitts on your hands. That's all I could find. Let's go. Let's do it. That's what I would do if I was living in the zombie, uh, the, the world of The Walking Dead. I'd be going to bed with a suit of armor on every night. Oh, <laughs> well, good night. Clink, good night. Clink. Clink. You see everyone waving at Christian? There goes the smartest man alive. They're all waving at the bed. 
<laughs> He's just okay. acting casual like nothing's wrong. Hey, guys, He's what's so up? Paranoid. Oh, I got to pee. I got to run into town. As soon as he gets <laughs> so, Okay, so Christian, let's. Uh, where are you avoiding? Where's the no-visit uh, area for you? Well, I'm not sure if I, I – I guess maybe at this point in the program, I, I, I don't think I totally understood the topic. But in, the, in, in my uh, place where I would not want to be go and trapped for the rest of my life, um, I picked uh, a television show where I assumed that I would be basically kind of trapped in the actual kind of setting of the show. And uh, that show uh, was going to be – or it is The Love Boat. <laughs> so, I assumed so that I was going to be trapped on this boat dealing with uh, these perky people, you know, all day long with romantic problems, and only every once in a while do I get to, like, get a, get off the boat and, you know, do some shopping in Catalina, but I have to get back on that goddamn boat and hear about all people's fucking romantic problems all over again for a whole hour after so hour after you're hour. Captain Steubing, basically. Yeah. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, the pathos. <laughs> That would that would actually kind of suck ass. Like that would be. Although I can think of much worse places like Zombie Land. Um, <laughs> at least on the love boat, no one's trying to eat your brains. Now, maybe they're but, trying to pick your brain on certain things, but not eat it. It's a slow death by melodrama. Is that the same universe as Fantasy Island? Like, was there crossover there? I think there, I was, think there was actually. Yeah. Well, yeah, they actually they have a they, little piece of the island in the hull of the ship. No, I think what happened was they actually were on the same night and time, like kind of time. So like one followed the other, from what I remember. Oh, okay. Did they ever have like a like to Dury's point? Did they ever do like a crossover where the love boat went to Fantasy Island? They they did. They had Captain Steubing went there and, and fantasized that he had a full head of hair, <laughs> long fo- flowing gl- shock of red hair running on the beach in slow motion. <laughs> So I guess I guess my 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 uh, idea of being trapped in hell is not exactly as dark and gloomy as you guys. It's Wait, I'm still go- I'm still going on the love boat gang on Fantasy Island. <laughs> Isaac's fantasy just goes, and here's my fantasy. Cuts to him behind a bar just doing the double thumbs. That's exactly, exactly. what you do normally. <laughs> Saying right. solid all the time. Solid. Solid. Hey Isaac, how's it going? Solid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christian. Well, to some people. Being trapped on a love boat would be one of the rings of hell, but it's uh, you know a little bit of a safer area than perhaps a zombie-infested uh, nation. But interesting perspective, nonetheless. So, Andrew, where is the place that you would want to avoid? Don't say the well, love boat. The love boat. <laughs> the uh, the one place. Actually, funny enough, Christian, the one my my. I'm not that we're getting into runner-ups, but I always break the rules. Apparently. Um, Along your lines, the one place I'd like to avoid, like anything, is Pee Wee's Playhouse. Um, <laughs> that was my that was my runner up, like your TV thing. I, so I understand where you're coming from. Not the most dangerous thing, but really annoying. Um, actually, <clears throat> what I had picked for my uh, the place I would like to avoid, and most people probably wouldn't think of this as a place you want to stay away from. Mine is Zion from the movies from The Matrix <laughs> Two. It's now, sweaty yeah, there. It's sweaty, it's crowded, it's dirty. I don't think they have showers. They live in caves. All they do is have raves all the time. And then you're constantly being hunted by these octopus <laughs> squid things that are trying to kill you. You know, And, and the, the best thing you have to wear is a potato sack 
I was just going to say that that seems to be the outfit in Zion, eh? Like it's the burlap a, bag. Yeah. Yeah, you find the time to party down uh, rave style all the time. Like, I think I would just, I would probably go nuts and kill everybody there, or at least tell uh, Agent Smith where everyone was so it would all be over. And you know what? It looks like, from Zion's perspective, that, like, one in two guys has dreadlocks. So chances are you're getting extensions when you go there. Oh, for sure. You're going to have to have fucking Either that, Either that or a penis enlarger, uh, because, what? They sell like hotcakes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Zion doesn't look like necessarily a happening place, that is for sure. Well, I think the problem is that it's actually too happening, and Andrew's just not that great a dancer. <laughs> that could be the problem. That really could be it, but I just found it so freaking annoying in that movie that I just wanted to kill everybody. And granted, it's not Zombieland, and it's not like... But you are getting hunted by machines yes. and kill you. But can't well, you just you know let what? other people worry about that? And you just yeah, that's work the, on your the moves. Dirty, the dirty book of survival. Lay low and rest. <laughs> and rest. And rest. <laughs> and rest. <laughs> Hide under that pile of coats. Wait for a girl yeah. to show up and, and then turn her down. And tease people with your uh, women with your penis. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You'll live forever. <laughs> I'm feeling good about this plan. You know, Andrew. Actually, if there was some sort of blend of where you were going and where you were not going. See, if you could get that flower shot in your face, you might enjoy those raves. That's true. Like, if I could go first and get a whole bunch of those flowers, it's like, and then, all right, let's do this rave thing. Zion would be okay. You know, again, in Africa, flower all over his face. Who's the new guy? I love what you've done with this cave. It's awesome. He's really into this. <laughs> you know, I would enjoy uh, anywhere if with those flowers. Apparently, the seventh ring of hell. Sign me up. I've got my flowers. <laughs> All right. Well, now let me just tell you where I'm going. I'm going to follow more of Dury and Andrew's lead. So that's like the fear of death. But also, I'm thinking of just the, you know, just the entire environment and mood of a place where I just would not want to be. And I'm going to make sure that our Stargate thingamajig is not going to send me to Mordor. And that is the dwelling place of Sauron on Middle-earth. If you remember this fucking place, it was the unhappiest area in the universe. It was, uh, you know, there was like three mountains. I think one of them was called Mount Doom, Ash Mountain. There was a Fence of Shadows. There are giant spiders and ring wraiths. There's a dead marsh with floating corpses on your way there. And on top of that, there are constant <laughs> volcanic eruptions. So this is the sort of place I want to avoid. I mean, if not just the heat. My God, the heat. There's the, all the- I'm telling you, this humidity does shit to my hair. <laughs> hair is so puffy. But it, it's central to all the action, though. Like, it's right in the middle of things, and location, location, location. But i got to tell you, man, I was even debating this, because Mordor is, like, an evil, evil place. It's never, there's never sunshine. I don't even know if there's many places you can just rest, do the dury sort of here. But for the most part, I don't even know if I'd want to be on mid, in anywhere in Middle Earth. Middle Earth doesn't look like the happiest of places. I mean, have you seen that fucking, the, where the elves live? Like, what do they have up their asses? Can someone crack a smile? And they got those flowers, I think. (laughs) I'm going to bring some of the flowers over to them, because those guys are jerks. The only thing, 
The, the one the thing only for sure you want to avoid is if you're carrying a ring around <laughs> your neck, do not go to Mordor. And I, you know what? And I don't think in all of Mordor, I don't think there's even a Lido deck for crying out loud. <laughs> Zing. The only the only place anywhere on more uh, in middle earth that anyone looks like they're having fun is the shire and i'm sorry that is the they're the retards of fucking middle earth like let's be honest that's the short bus do you remember seeing the, the horse-drawn carriages they were short in fucking the shire man like they're all short wanna... in the shire though they're oh, yeah. be, think about it. if you were in the shire you would be a giant if christian was there that's right. Oh God! They would, they would, have, they would have names, and they would have songs about the giant. Out of my way, beauty of it. The, the Hobbit girls would love him. He would be very popular. Have, he'd be very popular. Enormous monster. <laughs> no, but, I, I, I gotta say, I, I mean, I, I think Mordor's one place. Just yeah. uh, the pure evil and the and like I, I didn't even touch on the orcs. My God, oh, and it's, it's hard to well. it's hard to get to as well. I mean, one does not simply walk into Mordor. Well, <laughs> think about though, if you could go first to the Back to the Future, and then you could use your hover skateboard to get there, it'd probably be a lot easier. Universes yeah. are colliding. It would take half the time. You know where else I, I'd avoid if you were in Middle Earth is you remember the mines of Moria, where they they uh, fought Not the fun. the, the bat yep. Falrog. Yes, yes. You'd I want can't believe I that. even pulled that one out. That place is scary as all get out. See, that's what I'm saying. I I totally agree. There's not a lot of fun places, man. Mm. See, I mean, there mm. except for Fun Town. That was it's right funny, though, beside like- Mordor in what. Your choice for the last place you'd want to go was really in very close race for me for places I'd want to go. You'd want to like, be you'd want to be in Mordor. You can really get ahead there if you apply yourself. <laughs> if you show Mordor, just a little bit of initiative and some creativity, you can go very far there. <laughs> so what? Because yeah, I guess you know when you're all you're competing against are orcs and ring rates. You, I mean, if you're a go getter, you're going to go far. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's you know he's got Saruman and. Grima Wormtongue? That's it? Those are his two brainiacs? Come on, I can beat those guys. <laughs> Dirty, evil face. <laughs> okay, so what the, you know, now we figured out where we were going to go and where we were not going to go. We thought uh, before we end, we actually were going to do a little f- something fun here. Uh, each of the Atomic Geeks were tasked with figuring out the ideal place for somebody else. So, Christian, why don't you get us started on the geek that, you, uh, that you're going to do? Uh, I was assigned you, a uh, host of this episode of the Atomic Geeks Podcast. And um, my initial thought of the universe that you should uh, reside in uh, after the evil podcasters negabomb our planet uh, would be uh, the universe of Entourage. Because uh, you're, you're a big fan of the whole, the movies and the peoples and the things. And I thought if you could friggin' get yourself in there with uh, Vinny Chase and his crew and friggin' uh, enjoy the sweet life that is basically sucking the teat of the one talented group of friends. Um, but then I thought to myself, no, that's a bit too easy. I think that the, the, the universe that you would love to reside in would probably be uh, an apartment 301 in a uh, little city called Santa Monica in California, I would say you would love to reside in the Three's Company universe, <laughs> <laughs> and particularly in the, the, the particularly in the in the uh, the point in the series where um, 
uh, uh, not Bart Furley, I'm sorry, Ralph Furley or Don Knotts is the uh, the landlord uh, or the <laughs> superintendent of the building. That's when it's most appropriate. I think also <laughs> that time it's uh, Priscilla Barnes is uh, the roommate and uh, what's her, that other friggin' uh, Jenny Lee Harrison is still hanging around. So you get two blondes for the price of one. Was that Chrissy's cousin, the the big yeah, tall one, the Chrissy's cousin? One? Yeah, the, she's the real stupid one. He always wore cut off shorts. Yeah, but Chris, I think I Chrissy think was I, yeah, Chrissy was. Honestly, I think I could probably uh, hang out with Larry and Jack. I think I'd get along with them. <laughs> That's a pretty good choice. Yeah, because Larry was in the apartment below, right? And yeah. So you would, I, and so I'm assuming his, no, Larry was above them. And, oh, was and he? Yeah. But maybe you'd be Ralph. Room, yeah. Maybe Ralph be, was below them. Maybe you'd be roommates with Larry then. That'd be pretty cool. And you can See, know, this is. Why wouldn't you be roommates with the two girls and then just have Larry pop in? Larry could be played by Dury. <laughs> yeah, universes are colliding. That's actually sleep a my good room. choice. I, I like to think it was, and you could go to the Regal Beagle for a pint and you know pick up on another greedy Gretchen or somebody on other broads in that show. <laughs> and and think about it, DJ. You'd get soup dumped on your head all the time, spaghetti. Yeah, stuff put in your face. Pie fights. Oh, yeah, fights. this is the ideal universe for me. That's a man. good choice, Christian. That's a really good one. All right, Dury, why don't you do yours? Ooh, um, I have Christian, and uh, hmm, oh well, yeah, I don't know that I picked one that's ideal. It's more that it was just kind of amusing to me to imagine putting him here. And uh, maybe I'm breaking the rules here, but I was going to put him in uh, Liberty City in Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> just as, as like one of those poor <laughs> bastards. Walking around, Just walking down the street with a big puffy winter jacket on. Hey, Just what do you watch out? Waiting to get run over by some fourteen-year-old on Xbox Live. <laughs> I, it, not that it, it's I, don't know. I know that people. I know not that it, that I don't know if that's fitting, but God is it funny? I think Jeez. that works. God help anybody who lives in that city, because I tell you right now, if there's a car chase going on and you happen to hear police sirens. Go to a basement, run away, because you'll be killed Absolutely. if you're standing on the street. Oh, you'll be killed anyway. Like just if he's walking by, if it's me playing, anyways, I kill everybody. <laughs> and you better hope you're not a hooker in that town. Let me tell you, you're getting yeah. your ass beat. Who's <laughs> <laughs> getting a beat down? So uh, okay. I know that you know you guys may have some uh, some better suggestions for Christian. I, that's probably not quite in the spirit of something he'd enjoy. He'd probably like. No, I I think that's a good one. I think that's a good one, Dury, but honestly, I think we really stumbled upon the ideal universe for Christian. He needs to land somewhere firmly in the Hanna-Barbera universe, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. You could hang out with Grape Ape, Christian. Come on, that'd be awesome. What did he say? He doesn't say anything. Does he? All he says is, like, Grape Ape. Isn't that all he, that's all he says, isn't it? For crying out loud. For crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, you fit perfectly. Yes, that's right. So, Bloom. Andy, yeah. why don't you do yours? Okay, well, originally I had Mr. Downs, uh, but since Downs was busy and we had to have Dury on, uh, I've got him. If I could just throw it really quickly for everyone, I know Downs uh, unfortunately didn't make it with us uh, through the Stargate, even though he built it. Apparently we left him behind to die. Um, just for, for all you. will be out soon, Mike. You know, stay strong, rehab's easy, just do the 12 <laughs> steps, you'll be good. You can do it. Um, what I can say is, uh, uh, just for everyone's approval, where I would put Downs before I do Dury is in the made-up town of Bon Temps, Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, that's where True Blood is is uh, is based. And for those who, who don't know, True Blood is based on those Suki Stackhouse um, vampire uh, novels where there's a coexistence of vampires and humans at the same time. 
Downs would love to live near vampires, I'm telling you. And if one of them was Kiefer Sutherland, he would be gay. Because <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The, he would thrive there. The True Blood one is a great... Obviously, we've, as Downs has noted before, how much he loves uh, vampire lore. But True Blood, the, that universe that they've created in there is so ideal ideal for it. It's like there's the rock and roll, there's the, you know, laid back, uh, you know, boozing sort of yeah, southern sort of southern attitude. It so fits downs. That's a great one, Blue. I I think he would be in that universe and basically walk around going, Come on, bite me, please, bite (laughs) me make me a vampire. Oh he'd be selling V juice, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now if I can do Dury since he is on the show, um I had to think about this one, and I didn't have very much time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we all know that Dury is into, you know, he, he, he likes the video games. He's up on technology, uh, all, uh, all those sort of modern type things. So I think, for me, Mr. <laughs> Dury would uh, thrive in a little electronic world called Clue. Now, if you don't know where that is... Um, Dury would live in Clue, and he would ride his light bike to fight evil, <laughs> to fight the evil machine in Tron. <laughs> because Blue looks so good on Dury. Yeah, it's alarmingly, you are a winter, because Blue looks very good on you. That's true. I, I am a winter. That's, that's an interesting choice. And, you well, know, it, every day you're playing video games, I know you couldn't really relax as much as you'd want to. <laughs> they go so but, fast, those bikes. I can't sleep on this at all. You'd be surrounded by technology, and uh, you'd get to wear one of those stupid outfits. Well, that's it, was either that, it was either that or where the world that the Backstreet Boys live in, and uh, <laughs> Tron won out. What world right over everybody's they, head. What world do they live in, the Backstreet Boys? I think they, they're dead. They're on our planet. So, like, they're, they're, the Backstreet Boys are dead. Well, I mean that figuratively and literally. Thank goodness uh, for small miracles. <laughs> All right, so my the one the person that I had to do was Mr. Bloom, Andrew Bloom. So you know, I wanted to think of a place. You know, him being my cousin and family, I wanted to say I got to let him be on a planet where he's going to fit in seamlessly. You know, knowing him, you know, where can he go that he, he'll just be able to feel immediately at home? So I, want- I figured. So I figured, Kaishek, the Wookie Homeworld. <laughs> I'm kidding. Planet of the Apes. I'm kidding. Actually, where I'm going to send Andrew, if I all jokes aside here, people, I'm going to send Andrew to another Star Trek planet, and this one is the planet Ryza. This is the pleasure planet that was that was in uh, shown in four episodes. If correct me if I'm wrong, fans or tired Canadian. But there, I believe it was in two Next Generation episodes, a DS9 episode, and even a shitty episode of the Enterprise. But Ryza is a beautiful tropical planet, pleasure planet with resorts and pristine beaches. And if I may quote, it's noted for its frank and open sexuality. So, Andrew, enjoy yourself. <laughs> no more awkward questions. <laughs> I'll see you later. Yes, all he has packed is a giant suitcase full of condoms. See you later. <laughs> well, in the future, I think you'd only need one condom, one space condom. Yes, yeah, it just reused. lasts. You keep, you keep it on your dick for fucking ever. It's or perfect. you shoot yourself in the in the penis with a phaser or something like that. Didn't you know, they? Set, didn't they set, set it on freaking? Uh, you know, set it for stun. 
I said it for stunning. <laughs> the, uh, didn't, didn't the, that's how I pick up girls there. Uh, did I shoot you with my phaser by accident? Because it looks like you've been set on stunning. <laughs> um, Wait, maybe on. not on work on Ryza. That's on the spot. That's write, on that the spot. One, write that one down, kids. Andrew Bloom's <laughs> I think, dating I think, tips <laughs> in Star Trek universe. I think. I think the future, though, they've probably gotten rid of all those all those things, so you can probably just bone away. <laughs> <laughs> and the pill and, really works in the future. <laughs> a week there, and Andrew's ass would be like a windsock. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's and not what we here. This and is a family penis. show. Hey, I'm and playing downs penis. over here. Oh, his penis would be like a worn-out leather belt as well by, by the end of the week. Oh, <laughs> tag earned. What do you mean by the end of the week? It's already like that. What? I would say after the first hour. <laughs> he, for some reason, he got into his room and masturbated for ten hours. Somebody straight. give me some of that space vitamin D stat. Space, wow. space Viagra. <laughs> well, the, well, I don't know how to follow any of this, so I think that's going to do it. That's going to wrap up episode 36 of the Atomic Geeks podcast. But before we say farewell, let's get into our Atomic Picks. So let's start with you, Mr. Bloom, Andrew Bloom. <laughs> Mr. Bloom, Andrew Bloom. So there's no Bloom. confusing anybody else on the show. Yeah. The last name, Bloom. Uh, to, uh, okay, so my, uh, my pick... <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. You see Downs come in the background. Hi. Uh, uh, <laughs> my atomic pick this week uh, was a little show that I'm a little late coming to the, the party on watching, but I saw it in the theater still, and it's a little movie called Nine, directed by Shane Acker, uh, mm-hmm. and also written by him. I don't know if you guys have seen this one, but it's an animated film, uh, like po- post-apocalyptic nightmare, where these little um, created... Puppets is kind of the best way I can say it. That you know, or or small. It's kind of like Little Big Planet mixed. I was going to say it looks like Little Big Planet type animation. Anyways, I I, I finally got out and saw the movie. Uh, It's quite enjoyable, actually. Some of the special effects are good. Some of the action is actually pretty good. Um, I would uh, I'd suggest like maybe not go to the theater because it's probably out. But when it comes out on DVD and you can sit back and relax, uh, Dury, and do nothing. I would throw it on the screen and uh, and enjoy. So is that on Mini Nova or BT Junkie or where did you find it? <laughs> I actually went to the theater, like a a movie, a movie theater. theater. Oh, yeah, I, and I they sat, still have I paid, those. I paid mm. money and sat down and ate popcorn. Okay, now hold on a second here. Can this hold stole things for a second here? What is the protocol on the Atomic Picks now? Because I seem to remember a while back that we're not supposed to talk during Atomic Picks. Yeah, but Dury is a as a guest, and he's not that smart. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm kind of rude. I did know that. I just don't care. Oh. All right, <laughs> he is playing downs perfectly. <laughs> All right, Christian, give us your Atomic Pick. Uh, far be it for me to recommend uh, another podcast as uh, one of my Atomic picks because why would you need any other podcast when you have the atomic geeks and you're listening to them right now uh but if you have to uh you know try something different uh the the podcast i can't recommend more than enough is a little show which you can find on itunes if you search for this american life uh which is basically an award-winning radio show that comes out of chicago public radio and uh every week it's an hour-long episode where they have a different theme 
uh, each and every week. Uh, it's hosted by Ira Glass. I mean, for example, I, I listened to a couple of recently. One was called Rest Stop, where they picked this singular, uh, I think, a rest stop in New York State, and they had about eight different reporters who basically report on different aspects of this uh, rest stop for 24 hours, and it was fucking fascinating. Uh, another episode uh, they had was called Books That Changed People's Lives and people's individual stories about books that changed their lives and how it changed their lives. It's really fantastic, awesome stuff, and I can't recommend it enough. If you're looking for some interesting listening on your way to work or just at home, uh, I recommend downloading This American Life or subscribing to This American Life podcast. If I could uh, just uh, append that, um, you need to be pretty quick with them. I think their podcasts are only available for a week at a yes. time. Yes, it's true. Um, but you can get streaming from the website. And if you like those, there is a TV series as well. It's uh, and There's only two seasons and six episodes each, but they are fascinating. I, I would give that my big thumbs up as well. Cool. All right, Dury, let's hear your atomic pick. Um. I guess kind of just a small one here. I guess anybody that's listening, you know, you guys are pretty tech savvy, likely on Twitter. So uh, if you don't know, uh, William Gibson, the author, is on Twitter. He's known as Great Dismal. That's just like the two words jammed together, Great Dismal. And, uh, for example, here is one of his uh, his little links today. He's talking about a $1.5 million Russian SUV that uh, is being made for, I don't know, I guess mafioso types in uh, Russia. Now, this thing features diamonds, uh, ruby red matte paint, gold-plated bulletproof windows, um, tungsten exhaust, uh, white gold gauges with diamonds and rubies, and the leather interior is made out of whale penis. (laughs) So that is the type of information and entertainment I get from William Gibson, you know, several times a day. Um, If you don't have him on your Twitter. Uh, if you're not following him, you're missing out on all kinds of horrible goodness. So enjoy. That was actually a really good atomic pick. No, I was uh, going to say the same thing. Using a Twitter, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a really I good think, idea. I, think I I'm may steal that. Quit. I, well, I, I wasn't gonna, even trying. I wasn't even I, trying. I think I'm going to quit and let Dury take my place. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a couple atomic picks uh, this week. First of all, I just want to do a little shout-out to... The returning for the second season of the Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon. I believe we're on episode three. Yeah. Uh, this season has been back, and it's badass. The most recent episode uh, had a zero-gravity battle between Jedis and the fucking uh, droids. So it was... Pretty awesome. I'm telling you, if you're a Star Wars fan, I know uh, uh, Mark uh, mentioned this in the Fall 2009 preview. I have mentioned it ad nauseum, and so has Andrew. If you're a Star Wars fan, check out the Clone Wars cartoon. It's the tits. And also, I just wanted to say another new show that I'm actually enjoying is HBO's Bored to Death. This is the show starring Jason Schwartzman. Um, He plays a struggling writer who basically his uh, girlfriend dumps him and in his depression decides to go on Craigslist and say he is a private investigator and then he starts doing uh, these little jobs. So it's a very quirky show. It also stars Zach Galifianakis from The Hangover and he's in a much toned down role. And Ted Danson, who is completely awesome in this show, if you've not seen it. So uh, check it out on HBO and HBO Canada. Bored to death, really good stuff. So that is going to do it for us for the Atomic Geeks episode 36. I uh, just want to thank our guest host today, uh, Mr. Mark Dury. We appreciate you dropping by again. It's always a pleasure. 
Thank you very much, guys. Uh, you know, anytime. And uh, Mr. Downs, Mike Downs. That's my, I seem to be saying that right now. I'm calling someone Mr. and then saying their full name. Uh, he will be, uh, he will be likely returning next week, fans, so, uh, worry not. Uh, if you want to stay in contact with us, definitely, uh, you can find us on Facebook. And I gotta tell you, the Facebook group is a poppin' right lately. Uh-huh. Uh, you, can fi- you can find us on Twitter, uh, Everyone has a Twitter account. I also want to say you can also find our podcast, obviously, on iTunes and Zoom. And I want to thank Rishay613 for his most recent uh, iTunes review. Thanks a lot for that, buddy. This guy is a super fan. I just got to say a little uh, little comment there. He is contacting us on Twitter. He's in our Facebook group. He's given us reviews on iTunes, and he's going to our website. So, buddy, you are currently the super fan. I think, uh, he, I think he even asked Christian out on a date. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think he, guys, called, he called my house, and I hung up, I think. <laughs> but guys, and most of all, as I alluded to, definitely check out theatomicgeeks.com. That is our baby. Uh, you can go and interact with other fans of the show, and you can uh, t- uh, interact with us as well. I also want to mention that we, uh, as we've mentioned on a couple episodes, that we do have a little uh, option right now, whereas if you go to the website and you suggest a topic, and if we use it, we'll give you a free T-shirt. There's actually a placement called Free T-shirt on the website where you can click on for all that information. We've had a lot of good suggestions thus far from fans, and I will make a little note. Next week's episode, we're going into the suggestion box, and we're going to use one of those, so stay tuned. So that's going to do it for us for another week. We'll uh, see you guys next week. The Atomic Geeks, out. just listen to another episode of the atomic geeks visit us at theatomicgeeks.com production by andrew bloom title track by don't look down so did we start a new recording yeah we're already, oh, okay we're already 39 seconds in <laughs> all right well then no. we're gonna we're gonna start so you you guys know the order and okay 45 seconds in now all right